Good morning and welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. My name is Perry Beiter, my pronouns are he, him, and I am the officiant today. Wes is one community unified across time and space gathering for these Sunday platforms to affirm our values and commit to a better world. So I wanna welcome those of you who are here in the hall, those who are watching now on Zoom and those who are catching the recording later. If you are on Zoom, please check the chat for a welcome and various tips from Joe Klein, today's Zoom chat usher. If you're here in the hall and would like an assistive listening device, please see the sound team in the back. A special welcome to our visitors today. We'd love to get to know you and answer any questions you have. To get on our email list, you can fill out the connection form at tiny.cc slash westconnects or send an email to membership at ethicalsociety.org. I hasten to add that using that email address does not automatically enroll you in membership. And if you're here in person, we invite you to stop by the welcome table after platform or just chat up anyone with one of these white name badges. I will now check the Zoom chat to see who's attending remotely this morning. I see good morning wishes from Karen Schofield-Lecca, Joe Klein, of course, Megan Hersig, um, Donna Taylor, and that's it so far. Uh, Megan, if I mispronounced your name, my apologies. Uh, oh, here's one from Cynthia Goodman, who says, I'm so pleased to welcome my friend Joy Layden today. Yes, Cynthia, thank you for making that connection for us. Uh, okay, I guess that's it for the moment. It is good to connect and share this time together. Up oh, and Judy Myers and Randy Myers weigh in with their good morning as well. Opening words this morning are from Embracing the Divine Feminine Power Within Us All by Deepak Chopra. The divine feminine isn't to be confused with gender or restricted to women because in reality, the divine feminine is part of everyone's wholeness. When we divide all human experiences into the narrow categories of women and men, we lose the opportunities to access wholeness. In order to truly love all people and for them to love themselves, we each must nurture the universal values that belong to the divine feminine. Every human quality that we cherish has a pure source, and the closer you are to the source, the more intense, personal, and lasting your values will be. The music today will be summer reruns, uh, for those of us old enough to remember that concept, uh, from the West Chorus. We begin with one of my favorite songs, Nothing More. Feel free to sing along. To be humble, to be kind, it is a giving of the peace in your mind. To a stranger, to a friend, in such a way that has no end. We are loved. We are one. 
we are, how we treat each other when the day is done. We are peace, we are war. We are how we treat each other and nothing more. To be bold, to be brave, it is the thinking that the heart can still be saved. And the darkness can come quick. The dangers in the anger and the hanging on to it. We are love. We are one. We are how we treat each other when the day is done. We are peace. We are war. We are how we treat each other and nothing more. Tell me what it is that you see. A world that's full of endless possibilities. Heroes don't look like they used to. They look like you do. We are love. We are one. We are how we treat each other. Each week, we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. If you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc slash read SOP. I encourage you to take the opportunity to say the words aloud in the midst of the community. You can read it here in person or make a recording that will be included in a future platform. Reading the statement of purpose today is Shayla Bokum. And speaking of how we treat each other, Shayla is one of the West heroes in that regard. Uh, this, just this week, she organized the uh, memorial potluck for our dear friend, Nancy Marucci. Thanks, Perry. Um, I also wanna say thank you to John Lika and Karen schofield Lika too for helping out with that. That was helpful. Um, the Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Shayla. As Shayla lights our community candle, I invite everyone to join in our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all.
Let us now enter into the centering time of our platform. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am reminded that sooner or later, death comes to us all, whether we are as globally famous as Tony Bennett or as locally beloved as Nancy Marucci. And so what matters is how we use our time while we're here. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us open our hearts to compassion for those who suffer. and let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. As we continue our time of contemplation, I invite you to close your eyes or soften your gaze and to take a comfortable, conscious, nourishing breath. And another. As you continue to breathe, bring your awareness to your entire body. Start with your feet, then move up to your legs, your hips, your torso, to your arms, shoulders, neck, and head, releasing any tension you find along the way. Let your thoughts slow down or simply drift through your mind. We continue our meditation in silence and in the music that follows.
Our practice has been to proceed the platform address with a reading, either prose or poetry related to the speaker's topic. But since today's speaker is a poet and will be reading some of her poetry to us, a separate reading from me seemed redundant. So I'm just gonna move ahead and introduce our speaker, Joy Layden. Joy has long worked at the tangled intersection of literature, Judaism, and transgender identity. She has published 10 books of poetry, including her latest collection, Shekhinah Speaks, which you'll read from today. Previous collections include National Jewish Book Award winner, The Book of Anna, and Lambda Literary Award finalist, Impersonation, which is now available as a free PDF from Doubleback. She's also the author of Through the Door of Life, a memoir of gender transition, and The Soul of the Stranger, reading God and Torah from a transgender perspective. A nationally recognized speaker on transgender issues, Joy has been featured on a number of NPR programs, including On Being with Krista Tippett. Episodes of her online conversation series, Containing Multitudes, are available at jewishlive.org multitudes, and her writing is available at joyladen.com. Joy, thank you so much for being with us today virtually. We look forward to your time with us. Thank you, Perry, and thank you, everyone. Um, I know it feels a little perverse to come to uh, a service of ethical humanists who are uh, united, among other things, by not concerning themselves with the existence or non-existence of deities to talk about the female aspect of the divine, the Shafina. Um, but as the quote that Perry read from Deepak Chopra at the beginning suggests, we can uh, understand the divine feminine as an aspect of ourselves. And I think as you'll hear in the poems that I'm going to read, um, when I tuned into her voice by reading these poems, uh, she seems to have a lot in common with ethical humanists. Uh, she is also focused on human goodness, affirms the worth of every person, and strives through her relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. And I think that um, she would be very happy to be heard as a perspective from which we can see ourselves and be reminded of our wholeness, our overflowingness, and of our connection to what is beyond us. So I just want to quickly give you a, an overview of the Shafina and the project, and then I'm going to read a, a couple of um, poems uh, to tell you what she sounds like. Um, so the Shafina. Um, actually emerges late in Jewish tradition um, after the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem when um, the uh, rabbis in exile were trying to reconstruct the tradition. And God had been increasingly conceived of as transcendent and distant and masculine, you know, a God of judgment, a God of 
um, power, God who exiles you, that kind of stuff, because there was a, a need to understand the exile and disasters um, that the Jewish community was going through somehow is still reflecting a connection to God, but people felt extremely distant from, from that God for understandable reasons. And they seem to have gone back to a single word in the Hebrew Bible, the, the word for dwelling, when it says God dwells in the, uh, among the Israelites, it turns out that that verb is conjugated in the feminine form. And from this verb, the rabbis began imagining uh, a female aspect or feminine aspect of divinity, which, you know, the gender binary was at work here. So the, the Shekhinah, the feminine aspect of divinity, was the complementary and lesser opposite of whatever attributes the male aspect of divinity has. So the male aspect is powerful. The Shekhinah doesn't do anything. The male aspect exiles. The Shekhinah goes into exile. The male aspect of divinity is transcendent beyond human understanding and experience. But the Shekhinah is the part of God that was imagined as actually being with each individual human being, going into exile, dancing at weddings, weeping when we lose someone, uh, an aspect of God that actually knows everything that each of us feels and experiences. Um, so when I encountered the Shekhinah, she's not like a star in Jewish tradition. Um, I encountered references to her as um, a kid. And I think very early on, I saw her as a metaphor for my own hidden trans female identification. So I always identified as female, but it was too dangerous for unfortunately still relevant reasons to come out to anyone, but particularly in the 60s and 70s. So I had this sense of female true being that was couldn't be seen, couldn't be heard, couldn't do anything, couldn't act, couldn't be expressed, but no matter what was always present. And that's pretty much the way the Shekhinah is described in Jewish tradition. She's always there and permeating our lives, but not intervening. You know, her intervention is just her presence. Um, much later, after I've been, after my transition, after I've been living as myself, um, I became curious, thought about this idea of the Shekhinah again, and I thought, well, gosh, that's not a job that I would personally want to sign up for, being an aspect of God that is hanging around with me, knowing everything that I think and feel and experience. That does not seem um, <laughs> like the best gig in the world. But surely, if, if that's true, that aspect of divinity must have an awful lot to say. And I really wanted to tune in and hear what the Shekhinah would be saying. And I knew that I couldn't do that by just imagining, because that would just be my own ideas projected onto the page. And I tried that, and it looks kind of sucky. So I decided to mix together two 
different words from two very different kinds of texts. I took uh, words from late Isaiah, divine monologues, so sort of certified God language in the tradition. And I mixed that language with words that I found in articles in Cosmopolitan Magazine, which you could think of as certified female language. And I mixed them together until I started to hear a voice emerging. And that voice, as you'll hear, is speaking very intimately to a human you, and it's a, it's a singular you, but she means that human you to represent not only me, but, but including me, but also each one of us. So she sees us because she's the Shekhinah's perspective on humanity is from the inside out. From her perspective, we're basically kind of the same in terms of our feelings and fears and obstacles. And um, so she only needs one first person you to address us. And as I, as this voice emerged, I realized that she does, you know, what she kept saying was that she wanted me to, and, and each person to see that we were seen, that we were wholly seen, that we were wholly known, and that therefore there were no asterisks or qualifications to the love and acceptance that was being offered from her perspective. Um, which, Frank, I don't know about you, but that terrified me, the idea of being wholly seen and wholly known and having to feel accepted and loved was, was a real stretch for me. She also was melting a lot of the binaries that I took for granted, um, not only the male-female binary, because she's like, as divinity, she just, She's everything. She doesn't cut herself off on like the traditional Shafina from male things that are gendered male, but also the inner outer binary, because this is an outer voice that is describing me from the inside and the imminence transcendence binary, because her, because if she, you take her seriously as being with each person, her imminence is a form of transcendence, of transcendence of time and space. And most importantly, the human divine binary. She just kind of laughs at it because she thinks if we really listen to her, then we'll realize that she's us and, and we're her. And she doesn't want us to settle for being anything less. So um, I wanna start with uh, one of the poems where uh, she's talking about what she sees human beings as having in common uh, with her. And this is from the book, Shekhinah Speaks. It's called Likeness. Like me, you're hidden in skin, in time, pinned like me to a world you endure, in which you hover, holy and ordinary, full of blood and suffering, rejected, forgotten, shoved to one side, mouthed and named in the language of shame, instead of your mother tongue, my tongue, the language of revelation. Like me, you can't escape the world that's inside you, waiting to be healed, to be forgiven, waiting for you to be less like a victim, less like a crime, less like a body grabbed at dusk, less like saying nothing, and more like the face you think I'm hiding, more like woods and wings and water, more like conceiving and giving birth, more like overflowing. 
Um, so this is a constant theme of hers is to recognize our, our largeness in a sense, our power. And, and this poem is really focused on that. It's called Ready and the, the quote from Isaiah, uh, the, pa the passage from Isaiah that the words are taken from includes the quote, fear not, I'm the one who helps you. But the Cosmopolitan article is um, seven empowering life lessons from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I suspect you'll hear the words from each. Ready. Are you ready to be strong? Are you ready to follow me beyond the fear that warns you to hold your tongue when cruelty and hopelessness, degradation and evil stab you through the heart? Fear likes you this way, self-loathing and numb, believing you're no one I'd ever choose, a worm in a tunnel, dust in a gale, a nameless pool of blood I could never love. I summon them all to judgment, the fears that stalk you to the ends of the earth, the shame and disgrace that nail you to your place, everything that gets in the way of you responding when I say, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. I was here before fear and I'm there beyond it, opening fountains, trampling kings underfoot, calling you to me across generations by paths you haven't walked, by ways you cannot imagine. I'm the mother who really sees you, the father who understands you, every version, real and imagined, future and past, cypress and desert, clear fluid light, thresher of mountains, solitary pine. You have nothing to fear and nothing to prove. Are you ready to be strong? Time to remake the world. And I just want to finish with a poem um, in which um, the Shekhinah is simultaneously recognizing our the human agency, that the relationship that she's inviting us to, it's really all in our hands. Um, and she's trying to do that by naming the connection between us. It's called I Do. And uh, the Isaiah passage includes the first line of the poem you'll hear. And Cosmo article is 12 achingly beautiful bridal trends you'll want to steal for your wedding. I do. Unhappy, storm-tossed, uncomforted one, you ache for me even though I'm here, stitching kindness and desolation, flowering and fear into walls and gates and battlements from which you can always see. You don't have to ache for me. I'm everywhere. It's your attention that comes and goes, half inside, half outside, twirling, trailing, knotted and tied. Sometimes I'm an idea you get, sometimes a terror that comes upon you. Sometimes I make you sick and sometimes I'm just there, a color that goes with everything you wear, a crown, an invisible crown winging closer, settling in your hair, a strand of song floating like a veil, calling you to realize, to remember that wherever you are, I am, wrapping you in righteousness, jeweling you with fire, wetting your affliction to my compassion, your once to my forever. It's true, I'm yours, I've always been. The moment you say, I do, thank you.
levels. In a few minutes, we'll have our community sharing time when you can write into the chat or share in person about what resonated with you in this platform. While we listen to today's musical response, you might prepare by reflecting on a personal experience or an activity at West that the platform brings to mind.
This is a time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates with our personal experience. For our online participants, I invite you to share in the Zoom chat as some of you have already been doing, uh, or in the comments if you're watching the recording later. If you are here in person, I encourage you to practice the same kind of brevity that our online commenters use. Um, and if you've spoken in recent weeks, please consider leaving space for other voices today. You can come to the microphone here on the floor uh, and share your comments. But let me start by checking to see what our online participants have written. Um, Megan has started with uh, Snaps for Joy's Poetry and Platform. Uh, Karen Schofield Lecca says, Wow, I'm fascinated by Joy's genius in juxtaposing and integrating Isaiah and Cosmo. That is quite the mashup, I will agree. And deeply moved by the deep compassion they convey. This was like a salve and leaves me much to ponder. Thank you, Joy. And Cynthia Goodman says, beautiful poems, Joy, and a lot of food for thought. Thank you. And Joy has responded with, thank you for those comments. Um, do we have, that's it for the uh, online commenters at the moment. Do we have any folks who want to come to the microphone? Hi, I'm, I'm Abby, she, her, and I, I just want to thank you, Cynthia, so much for bringing Joy here to Wes and into my awareness. You've really enriched my life. And also, Perry, that song, Nothing More. Is there a more ethical culture song? That's amazing. Yeah, I do not know the group that created that song. They're called um, The Alternate Roots. Uh, R-O-U-T-E-S, but um, I really should look them up to see if they have anything else halfway that good. Um, I know uh, Johnny Bujek always uh, played that so well on guitar. And, um, we do miss the Bujeks, but I guess they're enjoying the Colorado life. All right, well, seeing no more uh, further comments, um, Thank you to all who shared their thoughts and attention. Whoop, something else just came in. Oh, okay. Uh, Karen Schofield, like I put in the chat the uh, URL for the alternate routes. Thank you, Karen. Just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we split all undesignated gifts in the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. This month, we're pleased to support the Protein Please campaign at Shepherd's Table. Located about a mile away from us in downtown Silver Spring, Shepherd's Table serves individuals from all walks of life to address food insecurity and homelessness. Their mission is to improve quality of life, create a pathway towards self-sufficiency, and inspire hope for the most vulnerable. In recent months, their food costs have spiked by more than 90%. Proteins help their clients stay full longer, but they account for 30 to 50% of Shepherd's, table, Shepherd's Table's food budget. 
forcing some tough decisions when ordering. So they need our help with some protein, please. Let's all take a moment to prepare to respond to the invitation to generosity as we're able. Couldn't help noticing some generational correlation in the responses to that song. 
Thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this morning's time together. Staff members Casey Slack and Dara Miles, Robin Kravitz, Tamana Barangi, and Maceo Thomas. The West Chorus, which rose to the challenge of recording at home during the pandemic. And our platform production team, the tech team members, slide artists, Zoom chat usher, and in-person greeters, whose name you'll see on the closing names, you'll see on the closing credits slide. At the conclusion of the platform, please join us for social hour, either here or via Zoom. And for those people joining via Zoom, I understand that Joy Layden will be available to uh, chat and perhaps answer questions from people. Uh, first, though, I want to mention a few things upcoming in the life of our community. Next Sunday, the American Ethical Union will offer an all societies platform. The topic will be the Encampment for Citizenship Leadership Development Program for Young People, and it will feature some of the many participants whose encampment experience helped inspire them to take an active role in fighting for social justice. You can find the link to RSVP for that platform at www.aeu.org. Now this is important, Wes will not be open that day, next Sunday. With summer travel going on, there was no one from the tech team available to facilitate watching the AEU platform here in the hall. So instead, we encourage folks to get in touch with each other to set up a watch party, or a watch and brunch party, or a watch brunch and board games party, or whatever, you get the idea. But again, if you show up here, you will find only a locked door. So please come back in two weeks. Speaking of people available for things, let me see a show of hands. How many of us have heard that Wes is looking for people to join seven teams? Good, communication's working. All right, let's see how many of those teams we can name. Just shout them out. Finance, Sunday school, greetings, communications, music, tech, no, no, that's a separate, that's a separate item. We'll get to that. Stewardship. Not a good one to forget these days, folks. I mean, if the distinction between stewardship and finance is not clear to anybody, let me explain. The finance team manages the resources we have. The stewardship team are the folks who are trying to increase the resources that we have. So pretty important there, but not bad. We got six out of seven. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. So what I won't do is ask for a show of hands on how many of us have signed up for one of those teams, but I encourage us all to ask ourselves, is there room in my life for me to do more to help West thrive and be the kind of community I want it to be. Here's your dad joke for the day. There is no WES without WE. <laughs> that is the appropriate response to a dad joke. 
Uh, and as you may know, links to sign up for those seven teams are available on the website at ethicalsociety.org slash connection. Uh, a quick note to save the date of Saturday, August 12th, from noon to 3 p.m. for the Tri-Wizard Tournament, no, sorry, the Tri-Society Picnic, taking place here with people from the Baltimore and Northern Virginia Ethical Societies, as well as West. A light lunch will be provided, and there's an RSVP and sign-up form for bringing drinks or desserts. The link was in Thursday's News and Notes email. And finally, in honor of Joy Layden's poetry, here's an announcement in verse. Are you a cook, a baker, a gift basket maker? Do you like parties, themes, and helping Wes reach its financial dreams? The auction needs help from now to November. Let's make it an event Wes will remember. You can contact Emily Newman for planning, donating, and day of volunteering. That's it for my announcements today. As always, you can find information about opportunities to connect in the weekly news and notes email and on the calendar page of Wes's website, ethicalsociety.org. Thank you all for being part of Platform today, whether in person, via Zoom, or watching later. I now invite you to join in singing today's closing song, Lead with love. You gotta put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. One foot in front of the other and lead with love. You gotta put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. One foot in front of the other.
A few last reminders before we leave. If you're new to our community, please introduce yourself in person and or via the connection form at tiny.cc slash westconnects or an email to membership at ethicalsociety.org. For those who wish to socialize online, to reach virtual coffee hour, point your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. And now I invite you to join me in our closing words for the month of June. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment to a world where love and justice cross all borders. Again, thank you all for joining today's platform. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.